Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. While you're in sunny Florida, be sure to visit... Orlando! Enter into a world of epic adventure. So, uh... It is, um... It's surprising how hard it is to get Skype to work for people. <laughs> like, I thought they would have had it sorted out like 15 years later. <laughs> it's, it's, it seems a little archaic for some reason. It's like, it's like you, you guys can do better. <laughs> they really could. Now, and now that they, they are helping us because we are using them, and I am recording now, so th- th- I'm going to put that out to the world. You guys think Skype's annoying. But that's part of what we're talking mm. about tonight. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to Orlando. This is Adam, and with me tonight is Mark from Orlando as well. <laughs> and and this is your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, Matt. Hey, yes. Matt, and where are you these days? Oh, I am. Uh, I am safe and sound, locked in and shut down, and up in the city of Atlanta. Yeah, the old ATL. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So the plan tonight is to talk about our fun playing in the virtual Gary Con that happened this past weekend, and uh, but I think we should also talk about the the elephant in the room, or the elephant that has us locked in our rooms: coronavirus, COVID nineteen. So we are all. Well, I'm in quarantine, and it's been a few days since I've seen a human other than my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, same, same here. I mean, we I haven't left the house for more than like 10 minutes in a few weeks now, you know, just to get the very basics. So we'll do maybe a grocery shopping every two weeks. But besides that, I'm, uh, I never, I don't think I appreciated how filthy of a habit gaming is. Like there's dice and there's cards and there's boards and you're near people and stuff. And uh, now I'm like, I'm not playing with anybody, but I have this <laughs> compulsion to like wipe down my dice all the time. You know? That's interesting. <laughs> well, they say like uh, if there was going to be a major outbreak, a casino is the worst place to go for that same reason. Everybody's touching everybody else's game pieces, the chips, the uh, oh, yeah. the cards, Just in the close dice. Close quarters around the table. Yeah, surrounded by people. People handing you drinks all the mm-hmm. time. Different people picking mm-hmm. up the drinks. You have cash yeah. changing hands. Yeah, sharing seats right next to like shoulder to shoulder with people. Yeah, yeah. One person right? gets up and another one sits down before anybody can clean anything. And mm-hmm. there's the buffets. Everybody's eating at a buffet, which has got to be the yep. worst cesspool of food you could possibly eat. Oh uh, yeah, that 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 sneeze guard doesn't hold a chance. Wasn't there somebody? <laughs> uh, in a... they, they invented that for a reason, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then everybody's grubby hands just goes past it, you know. Right. And I, I think I mentioned it at some point, but. 7-Eleven just changed their setup where it used to be if you wanted to get one of those disgusting taquitos, which I, I tend to get pretty often, uh, <laughs> if you want to get one of those, you talk to the person that's handling the money to go get one and then take yeah. your money, which is already gross enough. Now they switched it so that it's, while you're waiting in line, you get your own. So everybody no. in the lineup is breathing on those taquitos and hot dogs while they're getting ready to check out. And they do yeah, this well, right well, before well, the virus. I don't know. Well, I, 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 yeah, I feel that if you can uh, handle one of those taquitos or hot dogs, you got no problem. If that doesn't take you down, you're probably good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I can see it going the other way. Like, oh, you ate that? Your immune system is compromised. 
Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe for a beginner. Maybe, yes. maybe for one of those who just don't know the way. But uh, the, the taquito took down my shields, and then COVID just yeah. hit me like full force. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like if this is the first one you've ever had, your immune system's in doubt. If you have those once a week, you are impenetrable. Oh, Nothing can kill no you. Problem. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Man, so what have you been doing with your time? Matt, you've been working from home, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been working uh, nothing but home. And it's interesting because uh, Mark and I are both kind of in construction, which is, you know, by nature we go to places and then build them, right? It's kind of um, a, little bit, uh, a little bit weird to try to, you know, flip your whole career around backwards and be like, okay, I have to do nothing but things from the office now right yeah. that's that's kind of the challenge and then yeah, mark you're having a big challenge too because you're not completely shut down yeah we're not we're not completely shut down i mean so, some projects are uh of course uh and uh and i i just got home from work so i've been out in the field and uh also at work but uh i'm trying to maintain and uh just keep everybody uh following the orders following the guidelines so that's been my uh, main task yeah now so. now when you come home do you have to go through like one of those washdowns like after somebody comes out of hypersleep in a sci-fi movie yeah pretty pretty much we got we got a a pop-up tent in the driveway and it's kind of set up like uh the et you know, when uh, they had everybody, when they actually got him. And uh, so, yeah, so I go through like three different chambers. Uh, I get hosed down. And, right. Uh, yeah, and they keep offering to set me on fire, too. But uh, I'm like, no, no. Please, kids, no. Put the gasoline down. Just, just burn the clothes and I'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, it'll be all right. Oh, man, it's funny. Uh, I keep thinking about going to the Silver Moon Drive-In now that I have all this time. And they were showing the other day, they were showing, I want to say, E.T. and Jaws. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, wow. They're doing retro movies out there, which I'm so excited that they're doing retro oh, movies great. at an actual drive-in theater. For those of you that don't know, it's based out of Lakeland, the Silver Moon Drive-In. And one of the only drive-in theaters, I think, left in Florida. And, yeah, yeah they normally do first-run movies. Uh so, but now I, they're, they're doing retro movies. I want to go even more than before. Oh, that's exciting. Excellent. And what, what a better way. I mean, you're just in your vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you do it right, you're, you're exchanging money with a person or maybe, I don't know if they have a prepay option. You can just show them that you paid on your phone and yeah. not even have to exchange cash or have them swipe a card. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah bring, bring your, bring your own snacks. Yeah. You right. can just sit in the you car. Know? You don't even have to open the yeah. window. Exactly. Bring a couple Gatorade bottles just in case you got to go or something. You never have to make it out. <laughs> That's easier for me than for Haley. <laughs> well, well, she better practice before you go. <laughs> Everybody has to do their part, Haley. Okay. <laughs> and you know, if, if I if I know anyone that can, I bet Haley can make it work. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, have you been, guys been doing any gaming or hobby stuff? Well, as as you speak, we we just got done with uh, uh, delving back into our Star Wars campaign, which is absolutely amazing. And uh, and thank you, Nicholas, out there uh, uh, mm-hmm. for putting that back on, uh, especially after uh, with Curse of Strahd wrapping up. Uh, I, I I find myself longingly just looking out the window, uh, uh, awaiting for its return. But uh, but we're on to the Star Wars, and that's 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 some good stuff right there. Yeah, that is good stuff. Yeah, uh, I've been playing um, 
my other group, which which was a live group that I was playing with uh, in a bar once a week, uh, we've moved to playing online now, and we've been playing our way through uh, um, Descent into Avernus, which is oh, one of the more sweet. recent releases. So mm-hmm. that's been a ton awesome. of fun. It's a great adventure. Everybody should check that out. It starts in one of the major cities, right? Which city is it? Baldur's Gate? It does. It starts in Baldur's Gate, so it starts sort of in a, a wretched hive of villainy and scum, right? And uh, and then it just gets worse from there. So, <laughs> I heard it expressed that <laughs> if, uh, if you're talking about the Forgotten Realms, Waterdeep is like uh, Metropolis and Baldur's Gate is like Gotham. So that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah. That's really that's 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 about right how I think about it. That's cool. I've been got this project I've been wanting to do. I've been looking at a lot of D and D maps because it, we've got this pocket door that leads into this room where I do the recording, which was Matt's old office since mm-hmm. I bought the house you used to live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I want to put a big map of Waterdeep on that pocket door. I think oh, that's a fun nice. project for me to take on. <laughs> Except that I don't have the right type of like texture stuff for mod podging, so I I don't want, and I don't want to go to like Home Depot or Lowe's right now because I'm quarantined. Uh, right. Yeah. Or or I'm practicing social distancing, so I can't take that's that a, project. That's, a, that's on. a proper terminology now. Yes, practicing social distancing. Quarantine yep. would be like if I was sick or I was suspected that I was mm-hmm. sick. But I'm not currently suspected of being sick. But you know who is? A relative of a relative who's like a step relative. I don't want to go into too many details. She and her mom were in Georgia when they got sick. Oh, wow. And they were how, staying. How long ago was that? That was, that was about like a week ago. About a week ago, yeah. Yeah, they, they traveled after the, advi- the non travel advisory was in effect. So they drove up to Georgia. Got sick in Georgia, and then decided to drive home. And they had family members at home that hadn't been exposed. And they had a place they could have stayed in Georgia. But they're like, ah, it's not that big a deal. It's like the flu. Nobody's worried about Mm -hmm. it. Just crazy. I'm just beside myself. So instead of doing anything fun, I've just been on on Facebook today like... Here's what the CDC says you were supposed to do, and here's what the CDC says you're supposed to do now, and here's what the World Health Organization says. Uh, yeah, you guys, everybody needs to be careful about that. I, I know we want to keep up with, uh, you know, what's going on, and it's it's all in the back of our minds. And uh, I mean, it seems like some things are just beyond our control, but uh, you know, we need to focus on the things that we can, and we can, and we do have control over. And uh, yeah. Um, and that, that's 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 rough, you know. Particularly if you're talking uh, about it's been eating a lot of people up. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We all have to be careful. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's just. Um, I think a lot of people, when they're just processing the information or trying to get around the weirdness of it, you know, the things I've heard is just like, well, well, if I get sick, that's fine. But I think people miss the, you know, the being a carrier thing or exposing mm-hmm. people who didn't want to be exposed to it just by, you know you being out some people can't stay at home you know if you if you can stay right. at home, you should but some people like mark don't don't have an option yeah you know and yeah. you have i you know from, i guess from my perspective there's an ethical obligation everybody has to if you can stay inside or work from home you should because some people can't and yeah. don't have yeah. that option yeah so 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 give them space and don't come in contact with them mm-hmm. so yeah because they, they they don't want to be in contact with you and so. what if, you know, what if they they had to stop at the gas station? 
what if the next person to use that pump was one of your guys? And so yep. now all these people that don't have any choice are all exposed. Like you're saying, it's it's not fair to be that kind of um, selfish right now. Yeah. But yeah. I, other than that, uh, I have all this free time, so I've been trying to do some hobby stuff. I, thankfully, I got that 3D printer right before this oh. started. Like it came in the mail right when I was starting to worry about stuff coming in the mail. And so I've been learning how to resize models to suit what I need and make everything line up. And I've been printing out a lot of Warhammer bases. I found some really neat looking ones uh, that someone online had made. And so I've been resizing those for the models that I want to put them on. So it's been, yeah, it's been fun. I, I really enjoy it. And I built this great dice tower with the uh, Tumahora's demon head guy on the front. I, I just saw that. That looks amazing. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited so with, about it. With that, with that new gear and the and all the time that you're spending and the research you've done, I just, I mean, how close are you to Westworld? After that? <laughs> how close am I to Westworld? <laughs> right to like creating Westworld. It seems like. <laughs> I think uh, maybe I could figure out how to make a flashlight. <laughs> that's well, that's that's, that's, that's about the point of Westworld. This seems like uh... <laughs> that's that's as close as I can get to Westworld. Guys, we can create we can create artificial intelligence and super lifelike robots. What should we do? I know. Let's fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Got the entire world of possibilities, and nope, that's that's it. That's what we're gonna do. It's a good old <laughs> flashlight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But um, it sounds like what you're saying, Matt, with your D&D group, uh, virtual gaming right now is something really awesome that everybody gets to do. And uh, GaryCon was supposed to happen, and they were canceled. But they decided to do a virtual GaryCon this past weekend, and the three of us got to play. Yeah, what a great time that was, and, and so good of them putting that on. And I, and I was reading, I was thinking this was their first year. I believe this is actually their second year of doing this now, so that's awesome. So they had everything all primed, ready to go. Oh, so I I thought they yeah. this was a last-minute change. Was this always an option? It, it was. From my brief reading, and I need to get in there more, uh, but I, I believe uh, uh, this is the second year that they've done the virtual gaming. And, of course, unfortunately, you know, the big event there... Uh, uh, was was canceled, but at least there was this alternative, so which which was great because they were going to have and celebrate their twelfth year of uh, doing GaryCon. So, yep. well, I think they I think they did maybe pivot a little bit and just make it free online. Yes, oh. yes, that was a big thing, I believe. Yep, that's yeah, so great. I think they they wanted to capture the revenue, obviously, but it sounds like they just realized with. You know, they, they were already <laughs> like so many of these live events that just got caught up in the buzzsaw. They were just going to be screwed no matter what. So they said, well, you know what? Let's just take what we got and then make sure everybody has a good time and our brand stays alive the best it can. Right. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And put, and put the effort towards uh, towards next year. And, and, and speaking of Gary Khan and doing the virtual, uh, I don't know if you've checked your email lately, but uh, we all got uh, virtual swag packs. Oh, really? From Gary Khan for participating. Yeah. So it looks like uh, mm -hmm. if I open this up, looks like uh, a bunch of PDFs. Uh, looks like a free pass to another convention. 
Shizu oh, Con. Yeah. So somewhere that? in Madison, Wisconsin, it looks like. It said sorry about uh sorry about the uh Gary Con, so please accept this free pass. Oh, that's nice. It's so great that we got, got signed up and we get uh yeah. virtual swag bag. Oh, and then check this out. We there's a whole list of uh, Gary Con discounts and freebies as well. So f- different freebies from different uh, gaming companies and a lot of the sponsors and uh, a lot of the vendors too that were there are offering a lot of discounts. I see like Fat Dragon Games on there. That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah d- definitely, guys, check that out. That's that's nice. Cool. Fat Dragon yeah, Games I- is the one that made that dice tower that I just printed, which I purchased on the fat dragon game site so yeah more discounts there would be awesome yeah yeah i did i did take advantage of that they sent out the list of like hey here's all of our vendors that also got screwed over by this right yeah and that's you know a lot of these folks that's how they you know make their living and yeah uh, so yeah i I went on there and they had some discount codes which are great and i bought a uh i got a call of cthulhu starter set for like 20 percent off or something i was just thinking about that that would be a great one to run Oh, oh yeah it's ah, just a, it's a one-off. You lovely, beat me to lovely. it. Son of a gun. It's been sitting in my Amazon uh, checkout uh, <laughs> cart for ages, and I just haven't got around to getting it. Because I think I was waiting for some kind of discount. Yeah, well, there there you go. There we you should go. still play so, it. We should still yeah, run yeah. it. Yeah, maybe between, because you're the D&D guy, the DM, Matt. Maybe I could yeah. run it for you guys to give everybody else a break. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I really just want to learn the system a little bit better, and I think I started reading it at one point. Um, but, but yeah, uh, you know, anybody obviously who wants to, I would, I would love to either just play it or run it or whatever works. It's it's always been a system that just seems, it's it's so different than D and D, which I spent a lot of time playing. You know, it's just the hey, you are just a normal person. Yes. <laughs> like you, you have you have one hit point and no armor. Uh, like a <laughs> it's exactly like me if I actually tried to sword fight somebody. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like a um, a a drunk with a beer bottle is just as dangerous as a dragon. <laughs> you have yeah. equal opportunity to die from it. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would awesome. love to play that. I, I'm really looking forward to exploring this because I want to I'm working on building an epic dungeon uh, mm. for the tabletop and having the 3D printer going and getting more stuff because I had all that paper terrain from Fat Dragon, which I'm still putting yeah. some of that together too. My my hobby right now, being at home, is just out of control, and I'm getting pretty frustrated about it because I can't seem to focus on any one thing. And I'm finding oh. like psychologically what I think is happening is that I did my best work when I had a time crunch. Gotcha. And the competitive edge, the the idea of like, I need to get this done because it needs to fit into this particular army I'm playing this weekend. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But but you're not going down to the store to play now, so uh, that makes it a little difficult. Yeah. All of a sudden, all my my yeah. drive is gone. I've got all the time and like almost no drive. It's super mm-hmm. frustrating. But I do have the the chance to experiment. I think I'm going to get the airbrush out tomorrow and try that. Sweet. Yeah, Excellent. I haven't done much with it before, so this will be a first. Yeah. Yeah, it is funny how deadlines will do that to you, right? <laughs> In it's one the way or best. another. Deadlines <laughs> deadlines are so stressful and I love it. I love a deadline. <laughs> Just like I love I love uh being in the weeds at work. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sucks, but it's like that adrenaline. Particularly if you're like it sucks, but you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's that's a great feeling to just dive in. 
and just swim through it, you know? Yeah, yeah it, it really is. You know, a lot of the tasks, like especially stuff that's <laughs> the more mundane things you really don't want to do it, but it's got to get done. You know, you look at it first and it's just overwhelming, but then kind of once you get started, like, well, let me just do this one little easy part. Yes. Like, all right, well, that made this part easier. And then before you know it, you know, you're off and running and then you hit it, you know, you hit your deadline or you get a lot done, you know, maybe by the end of the day or by the end of the week. And then you look back and you go like, you know, like, wow, <laughs> look at all that stuff I did. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, <laughs> it's. It, I know that sounds basic, but it, there's some psychology to it, right? There absolutely like, is. <laughs> I heard somebody say uh, when you're feeling overwhelmed, like uh, he used the example of pulling weeds out of your yard and you're looking across the yard and you're seeing all these weeds and it just feels endless. He says, start in the corner with your mm -hmm. back to the yard. Mm. And so you're only watching, you're only looking at what you've done, not what you have left to do. Look at all I've done. You know, it can That's, be very fulfilling. That That is very good. Yep, yep. How do you eat the elephant? One bite at a time. <laughs> so... <laughs> Gross. Gross. <laughs> I thought that was supposed to be a trunk or tail. And just one bite at a time. One bite Doesn't at a time. All right. Start anywhere. Uh, so, Makes yeah. To you. Back to uh, GaryCon. So, we did our, our virtual game. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys want to walk us through that? Or, like, just, just getting to the game? Because we met up that morning first on Skype, like we were meeting up right now. Right. Right. Just to go over, I, I think, uh, I don't know, how, how did we even get the idea of, of joining this? How, how did we hear about it? I, 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 I don't think remember I, that. I saw something about it because I was in some kind of Discord group. It was either a Discord oh, group or okay. I saw it on Twitter that they were mm -hmm. saying that uh, GaryCon was canceled, but virtual GaryCon was a thing. Gotcha. And I think that's when you planted uh, that seed in our ears as to, hey, we, re we should really do this. Yeah, it was either so. me or Matt. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, and I think, yeah, somebody put the link, and then one of us started digging into it, and then it's like, oh, well, this one's full, that one's full, oh, man. But then we found we found one game that had all the slots open, like, on Saturday morning. Yeah. yeah. Like, which, 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 I mean, some people might not be like this, but you guys know I'm a morning person, so I was just like, oh, man, like, 9 o'clock, a cup of coffee, and D&D &D sounds lovely. Oh, right? yeah. yeah, that's that, that's perfect for me as well. So, <laughs> what a great way to start your day, you know? Yeah, definitely yeah. fantastic. D and D, coffee, breakfast. Right there. Yes. So we met up first but on, that, it, and that is the con experience, right? Like it's like it's like hey, yes, get up, get up, time it's to play. Like, <laughs> I know you're, I know you're on vacation or fun mode, but get your ass out of bed, put your dice in your pants, and let's go. <laughs> I know it's a different thing. And I don't know if we're going to be clear by mid-June, but Megacon moved to mid-June. So they have some D&D gaming that they're going to be doing. And it's this big con with all these different things going on. But I think it would be amazing if the three of us just took over their D&D room. And we're just like, who's a DM? You're a DM? All right, we're playing with you. All right, who else is a DM? All right, let's go. We're, we're It's us. Here we come. <laughs> I think yep. it'd be fun to take that over for the weekend. We like a cooler full of beer and just oh. MegaCon all weekend. D and D game, game, game. We're going to be very good at like not leaving a room. You know, we're going to have like all. <laughs> oh, kinds we're going to be experts. Upgrades and levels and experience points. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you you want to see the rest rest of the convention? Nope. No. Good right here. Yeah. Nope. No, I, I wonder how <laughs> many people are quarantined ourselves right here. 
I wonder if people are going to like develop agoraphobia from this or like just a fear of big open spaces, you know? I've already caught myself. Like he just like, I I would never have been the kind of person that sort of looks at, looks at somebody sideways if they go to hand me something, (laughs) you know, like, uh, but now like somebody gives you a pen to sign something or, you know, uh, heaven forbid you like somebody tries to pay for something with cash or give you change. Like I just, I, I must have a look of sheer horror on my face. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a very normal thing, you know, a month ago. Right. Yeah. Like in a post COVID post COVID apocalypse world, are we all going to carry pens and uh, stylus in our pocket all the time for any time we have to sign something? Do we just keep oh, our own yeah. so we don't have to hand stuff back and forth? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see, you know. Yeah. I think it'll be, I mean, you can, it'll make me want to like, you know, do the whole pay with your phone thing, which I don't really do too much now, but I, I have it set up and I yeah. just forget to use it, you know. So yeah. that's maybe one way, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's probably right. That's that's probably the way it's going to go. Who Who's going to even want to touch a pen after this, you know? <laughs> then I'll, I'll bring my own. Yeah. I always yeah. usually do. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just the way it's going to be. This is the way. It, it is well, the way. <laughs> I think I, I mean, and I think the signing receipts thing, right, is probably the time you use a pen most, and it's that's basically bullshit anyway, right? Yeah, it's, it's not totally, really an actual thing. <laughs> yeah, because any time that I've had my um, identity stolen or had like a credit card stolen, you know what I mean? They no, at no point did they say, "Is this your signature?" Right. <laughs> you know, nobody's ever asked that when they go to handle the problem. They just say, "Yeah, okay, it was stolen. Here, here it is, corrected." You know, or occasionally somebody who's being diligent will be like, you know, if it's a major purchase, like, hey, can I see your ID? I want to make sure this is you, with right? Credit card, but right, but yeah. that's signing it. No, <laughs> like yeah. that's just a placebo, right? Yeah, and I think, I think places like Walmart don't even do it anymore. They don't have you sign no, they, anything. They just like, yep, yeah, here you go. They run your card and you're out. Yeah, they they don't do that. And if they have you sign anything, it's usually on some sort of digital screen. And of course, they don't have a stylus or anything, yeah. so you're doing it with your finger. And uh, I know every time I sign one of those, it looks nothing like my own signature. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna start putting an X. Yes, yeah. What's what's even the point of having you sign it if you can't even recognize your signature? Yeah. Anyway, I I do think it's that that is something that's gonna go away. We're definitely phasing it out. Yeah, that's that. All that kind of silly stuff needs to go. Like, and the whole oh, I, I need a I need a receipt. For like a pack of cigarettes or or a six pack of <laughs> <Yeah>. beer. <laughs> no, don't hand me that don't. stuff. Yeah, don't hand me that stuff. If you, if you've got like if you're saving receipts for a business, just you just use the one card, and then everything right. on the card that's your mm-hmm. business card. Yeah, you know, receipts, signing stuff. Yeah, that's old paper. Who needs paper anymore? Nobody needs no, paper. No. Out of here, paper. <laughs> You know, I can't think of anything better to eat a chicken wing in than a good quality t-shirt. Good quality t-shirt over my body. I don't even need a fucking napkin. I got sleeves, bitches. And you know where I go to get my t-shirts? I go to teespring.com. Those are the t-shirts that'll take care of your chicken wing addiction, even if you do keep it one in your wallet. You know, just for prosperity. That's teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash Orlando dash (laughs) two. So we met up Saturday morning. We met up via Skype uh, because Mark, you and I hadn't, I'd used rolled 20 once before, but it was like two years ago and I barely remember Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. That was your first time using rolled 20 Mark. Yeah. I used it that day. 
Yeah. But but I did I did um, uh, sign on to it, make my account earlier in the week, and uh, when when I had a few spare minutes here and there, I, I kind of took myself through the tutorial, which which I got it set up really well. You know, they and, and it goes deep, really. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, then I was like, wow, okay, I'm uh, I'm doing this tutorial for a lot of things. I don't think I'm going to need for this Saturday. I mean, that's great down the road, but uh, let's throw it over to YouTube. So I watched a little YouTube. Uh, hey, you're playing as a player. Just watch this. This is all you need to know. We're not going to go into the you know depths of it. And I'm like, all right, that's cool with me. So uh, yeah, I just learned the basics off of that, and uh, yeah, it seemed to work out well. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I did watch a couple YouTube videos to get refreshed and I updated my profile. So there were only a couple extra things I felt like I really needed to learn that day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and for people that might not have used it before. So basically it's just this kind of blank slate virtual tabletop, right? And we were playing D and D on there, but you can basically upload any map and sort of build any character sheet that you want and do all the dice rolls and anything that you can think that you want to pop up and it moves around at scale, right? Like I I was thinking here, I was like, you know, you guys were complaining the other day about like, man, it's really hard to get a Warhammer game off. Like what would that look like on Roll20? Yeah. Like, somebody super smart could figure that out, right? I'm I'm sure. Why not? not? I mean, what's what's the barrier, you know? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think all of the tokens are there. The dice rolls will are all possible. You can create just like you would have a, a player sheet, a, pl- a character sheet. You could have the war, what they call the war scroll in Warhammer. Yeah, it's totally doable to do tabletop I mean, or do it over the twenty. I could see that you know Games Workshop would not necessarily want to support that the way the Wizards <laughs> of the Coast has, <laughs> being that they're like a model company who also makes a game. Like, yes, right? yes, absolutely. That's kind of their their business model. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not. Yeah, I could definitely see them not wanting to support that. But, I mean, we can just put generic names on everything and just, at least now, I, I could see them being bothered, but I don't see them acting on it now while this is happening, while we're in this major crisis. Yeah, that, that's an interesting thought there. Just like, you know, what what's the point where they realize that, like, this is, you know, crippling their business, which is super social, right? Right, because <laughs> it is. is. It absolutely depends on being in person, period. No way around it. Right, right. Um, Unless we can do know. it on roll twenty, but then you're not doing it with any of these miniatures. And then right. why buy paint? You know, right. why buy the models? Why buy the glue and everything? The brushes? Yeah. So, so a lot of people are doing the hobby at home, but maybe this will be something for them to, uh, uh, you know, start getting their RPG going. Yes, I was really hoping that would be out by now. They said it was going to be first quarter 2020, first calendar quarter 2020, uh, not business quarter. And uh, but we're okay. We're here. <laughs> this is. This is yeah. the end of the first calendar quarter. Where Where is it? I got in touch with them, too. I was really hoping they would let me be a playtester, but their communication seemed a little bit... They all said how busy they were. Each different department I talked to trying to get in there as a playtester. Yeah, so, okay, they're busy. I understand. They're rolling out a brand new game, so this got to be a really busy time, but, you know, I'm just here. I just want to... I want to try things out, be a playtester if they want one. Yeah, um, and, and I've heard I've heard other people who, you know, end up working for gaming companies or aspire to work for gaming companies talk about how it's sort of a it's sort of a weird thing because they need a ton of staff, like when a new big core book comes out to, you know, to vet everything and do the math and run the models. Yeah, and even just... content, do art and all this stuff, but then it comes out and those people, you know, they don't need all that staff again for a while you know for a couple of years right right uh, so, so i know Wizards of the coast went through that big time like the expansion and contraction thing was really hard for them to manage yeah i bet but that's why you got to build that community 
of play testers and writers that want to be freelance. You know, I mean, I'm, as a play tester, I'm not looking to get paid or anything, but I could see writing like, hey, I've been playing the game. I really like it. Here's an adventure I wrote. You know, like that Wizards of the Coast is full of that. You know right. what I mean? For D&D. Well, and I mean, do you guys know you are? Is it are they going to make whatever these RPG rules are? Are they going to put the open source sort of legal tag on it for Soulbound? Like, like, like right for, for like, the, like like Wizards of the Coast did. I don't know. I really don't know. I I don't know if they did that for Warhammer Fantasy Battles, which is the other one that's out. They also do the Lord of the Rings game and the Warhammer 40k role playing mm-hmm. games. Because I think that was how a lot of how they of how Wizards of the Coast got that community, and now they have the uh, Dungeon Masters Guild now, which is where a lot of that stuff all lives, right? Because right. Yep. they said, "Look, look, we promise we're not going to sue you if you talk about our mechanics and write your own adventure." Right? I think that's great. I, th- I think that just gets more interest into it. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of creative people out there, and uh, you know, they're contributing to it all, and uh, I think that's awesome. I'm curious if if the size of the product is a factor in that. I can't off the top of my head think of how or why, but with Warhammer Age of Sigmar Soulbound being this probably a microcosm in comparison to Dungeons and Dragons, I don't know if that, like mm-hmm. making that open source, they know their books are going to sell no matter what. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the, the Wizards model, because, you know, like you can get the 75 page basic rule set for D&D for free, and you always have been able to, even from the first day it came out, right? Yeah. You never had to buy anything to just learn the absolute basics, but then yeah, they right. sort of they sell the pre-canned content and the convenience of it and the, you know, like here's everything that we think you could do with this, or here's our best stab at making something with this, within this rule set, right? Yeah, and there's this thing too with the uh, or I don't know if it's just with older gamers. There's something about owning a book and holding the book in your hand. That I don't know if that's a factor with younger gamers, but I know the incentive is definitely there to just go virtual if you're using D&D Beyond at all. there's I'm going to buy bo- more books digital than I'm going to buy the physical copy. And it's just the, the new nature of the beast. It's the same thing with Age of Sigmar. I buy every book I buy, I buy digital. If I really yeah. love the book, I might get a hard copy. But I definitely, yeah. everything I need or I want, I buy digital for sure. Right. But with Games Workshop, I mean, they they change it, you know, pretty frequently. So that's true um, too. I I, I, th- I think the digital is the way to go there. And uh, of course, with the D and D, yeah, I love having the books on the shelf. But uh, you know, going out to play, uh, I think it's nice having the uh, you know the uh, old tablet yeah. with all the books on it. You know, that, that that's pretty handy. <laughs> and so, anytime it's a lot lighter too. Yes, and and you have it with you all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. you stop waiting for something in a in a lobby or in a waiting room, and then you can just be looking at whatever book you, you can be updating your character, you can be rearranging your spell sheet. You know, you can you can yep. do all that right there in your phone. Which it's just we're outside of the disease that wants to kill all of us. It's a great time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I think I went the way Mark was saying, you know, there for a while. I was like, ah, screw it. Everything digital. It's super easy. But then I went, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I was playing Descent into Avernus, and we were all sitting around playing live, and Dungeon Master says, okay, you guys find a map. And then he pulled the map out of Descent into Avernus and, like, threw it out on the table, and I was like, oh, okay, uh, now I need the physical <laughs> copy. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's that part of it too. Yes, and it's still, still so something nice about the tactile. Oh, it, was, it was so cool too. It was this very abstract like map of of Avernus, like this you know the plane of hell and everything. And uh, yeah, just so now I got both. <laughs> the, the the digital copy is there a digital map in there of that map or is it only available in the physical copy um yeah it's in there and beyond i mean you can download like a high-res version of it for okay. sure but but i mean there's something about a glossy <laughs> tactile map that's just super satisfying right yes yes absolutely yes <laughs> you know i've got <laughs> boxes full of them i love them uh so we we got Saturday back to virtual Gary Con. Uh, the, we Saturday morning the game started at ten, so we were all on there about ten minutes to ten, trying to get set up. And right away, of course, technical difficulties. Mm. Like right away, Mark, what ended up happening? Yeah, well, it uh, appears. Uh, well, that was my first time using Discord, the actual audio uh, portion of it, because we've been uh, we just fired up a. Uh, uh, accounts, all of us, and uh, have actually gotten on and been texting back and forth, you know, uh, through the channels. But uh, this is the first time I've used the audio, and uh, that just didn't work. No, nope. so <laughs> it took me a minute to find it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I had it, and I was like, oh, that's my problem. I need to unmute myself, and I did, and it wasn't mm -hmm. picking up my microphone. It wasn't picking up the one that I got plugged in. I went to the uh, default one out of the computer, and then uh, one of the players suggested, hey, I had issues before too on a Mac, so why don't you just use it off of your phone? And I had already got the app on the phone, so I'm like, perfect. Let's do that. And I went through it, and still, that wouldn't work as well. I heard you guys great. You guys sounded wonderful. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah and, and it is a little fiddly. Like, it's kind of, and I mean, that's that wasn't just that Dungeon Master being picky. Like, that's, when I've played Roll20 campaigns before, that seems to be the standard is yeah. people want to use the voice channel on Discord and then turn off all the audio and video features of Roll20 and just use that. For tabletop and dice rolling yeah so mm -hmm. um, and, and i don't know this for a fact but i assume that's just because the the tools on roll 20 are kind of crummy or just not reliable so people have just gone away from it altogether maybe yeah i don't know, I know that history but i know that everything once that was figured out everything worked great and i didn't notice much in the way of lag in the conversation there weren't a lot of people talking mm -hmm. over each other i know i set up the push to talk on mine uh, which made a difference, I think. Except that the, it was a little frustrating being on um, Roll20 for the virtual tabletop. I would hit this, I used the space bar, which I wouldn't do again as my push to talk button because I would not realize I had my cursor in the middle of something and all of a sudden I've like <laughs> <laughs> created like oh. 30, 40 spaces behind what I want to do and I have to go back and delete it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Push push the talk is great. I I I prefer not to use it. I think for for the reason you said is I think sometimes I notice people that are using push to talk tend to release the button a little bit too soon. Yeah. And so there's a, a delay the bit of what they say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think yeah. I was doing that. Um, I think it's something you gotta get used to. Hit talk Lego. Yeah, I but, also saw that there's a delay afterwards, but yeah, you're right. I think some some people were letting go. A little too early that's one part of it and but then the other thing too is that i couldn't tell 
if I was if my jokes were funny or annoying because I couldn't hear anybody <laughs> laugh because <laughs> <laughs> everybody was being polite and, yeah. and, and muting themselves. Right, I and definitely maybe people who were dying, you know, with without pushing the space bar. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> I know at, at work we wear headsets, uh, and so I will hit my push to talk button when someone says something funny, and I definitely wasn't doing that Saturday. <laughs> <Is anyone laughs> So I, I guarantee there were. I was laughing with you, Matt. I just wasn't hitting my push to talk button. At, at me or with me is fine as long as somebody's laughing because there's that weird just no, – it's, there's no video at all. It's just talking into a box, and then you're like, I said something, and then nobody else said anything. Right. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> did it break? Did, did it, was it not good? Like my, what happened? Right? My joke was the wrong kind of offensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So the game itself was a trip. Uh, it, it was for a four-hour game. There were definitely a lot of like it was like we played three different games over the course of that four hours. Yeah, yeah. You guys want to talk about that first section? Yeah. Well, well. First off, I'd just like to say it's it was a new setting that we weren't uh, familiar with oh, the Eberron yeah. setting. Eberron. Let's right? talk about that. What oh, a yeah. cool don't setting. Bury, don't bury the lead. Oh, my God. Everyone. Yeah. How, how cool is that? <laughs> yeah, really cool. Yeah. Arcane punk is a thing. You've got yeah. cyberpunk, steampunk, arcane punk, and Eberron is arcane punk all the way. Uh, a high-tech society, but all of their technology is magic-based. So cool. Mark, do you need a break? Mark just got up and left. <laughs> Mark's done. Oh, did he? <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. Dot, Dottie wanted to be uh, in here with me. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she was scratching at the door. Usually mm-hmm. when I come in the art room, she likes coming by. She's got her own little bed right here, and she'll lay oh, down. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, Luna usually hangs out with me when I'm doing yeah. hobby stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, until I'm painting, and then she wants to scratch her butt on the chair, you know. And, uh, <laughs> oh, God, hold this. still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, Eberron, arcane punk, like high tech world, all powered by magic. So yeah. cool. I loved the map that he showed us to give us the, the, yeah. the primer of like showing the railroad running all across the continent. So yeah. cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, easy way to get around this place. Yeah, and like it- giant, booming metropolis with the. Uh, multiple levels like a city built on top of city built on top of city for generations mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh and it, it seems like and i haven't read too much into it except for the you know little starter uh get to know it in the in the beginning of the book but uh everything's based around this big event this this war the great war and then this uh big event the morning and uh it seems like everything is uh, focuses around that yeah and, everybody's uh, uh, it, it, living in fear of another war and that there's yeah. still spies and there's still grudges. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of tension. I mean, right off the bat, <laughs> it really sets it up for that. Did either of you watch that carnival row on, uh, Amazon prime? No, it looked interesting though. I, how, how was it? Did you see it? I saw it and I liked it. It was, yeah. the uh, visuals remind me of this. Yeah. Very similar in that it, it is a, not as much magic in the technology, but the, the entire society is defined by the last war 
that had just ended and everybody's mm. living yeah. in, like there's a lot of people that are refugees living in absolute poverty because of how that war ended and uh the, there's rivalries between the magic folk and the the humans um and I, I think it's well worth a watch if you're willing to uh give it a go i liked it a lot but yeah, yeah why not definitely remind we're gonna have some time <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I'm writing, I might, writing notes now. <laughs> yeah, I might. Uh, I might uh, give it another go. I think I went. I think I did two laps on that one already. But now, after talking about Eberron, it makes me want to watch it again. Very cool. All right. All right. I'll have to start in on that too. We'll compare notes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um. So yeah, Eberron, the Warforged are a big part of Eberron. Yep. Uh, Mark, you yep. didn't play a Warforged, right? You played a human. Yeah, I, no, I oh, played actually a, a a race called a a changeling. Yes, that's awesome. Shapeshifter. Yeah. But there's actually a that's another race. So there was a changeling. I thought my character was a shapeshifter, but then uh, it was actually a changeling. So uh, these ones, uh, this new race, just specific to Eberron, uh, but they have a, the ability to basically just change their appearance, change their sex, just change how they look. So uh, I thought that was really cool. And especially playing a rogue character, I thought that uh, fit perfectly. And then the, uh, uh, the shapeshifters, they have a little bit of the, uh, the beast within them. So they can change their appearance a bit, but in a more bestial nature. So those were the two I was reading up on because um, they, they, they look pretty interesting. And Matt, you were playing a human, but you were an artifice, artificer? Yeah, I was an artificer, and that's, yeah. that was exciting probably the most exciting part about the Eberron release was this is the first time they've released a new class mm. since, since the original player's handbook came out, you know, there's been tons really? of different like variants within classes, different kinds of wizards, different kinds of rogues or monks or what have you. But as a whole new class, this is the first time they've done that. And so I just really? couldn't I'm so, wait to get my hands on that. Yeah. I guess everything else before this was a subclass. Right. Exactly. You know, there's like a, there's at least, you know, seven or eight different kinds of wizards, you know, which they, and they started off with three or four and then they built more out. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, this is the first like core edition, uh, and since they've, uh, since the player's handbook. That's awesome. Mm. What'd you think of the class? Yeah. Well, it, it's super great because I think one of my, one of the favorite characters I ever played was a, um, a tinker gnome. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a, an arcane trickster, uh, rogue, um, you know, so I wanted that. I've always wanted that character who's like, just like what you described as far as the Eberron setting is like little, what looked like machines or little devices. That's really some kind of blend of magic and engineering, uh, you know, that all kind of just works together. That's kind of what I wanted to build when I was playing with that Tinker Gnome, but it was before an artificer came out. So now it's just, it's just full blown right down that, uh, that alley. I could build a little, a little cannon that I could just set off to the side that walks around on its own <laughs> and shoots people neat. and does its own stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so cool. That was really cool. Uh, and, and there was a different kind of artificer that played, that was one of the other people playing, which who had like a battle dog that was with her. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like just super cool stuff, right? So, so like steampunk, arcane punk, like, yeah, having yeah. all these mechanical items running around, helping everybody. What Mark? What was the name of that dog on Doctor Who? Oh, um, uh, canine. 
Canine. Oh, well, that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't you, you remember that? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have to go deep. They they were one of the originals. They don't have to try too hard. Yeah. Well, it's K dash nine, so that was yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> so I was playing a um, a cleric, but it was a Holaster cleric, and the Holaster are a race of people that think tiefling except instead of the tiefling their bloodline was tainted by um infernal beings the holaster their their bloodline was tainted by interdimensional beings so beings that live in this other dimension this dream dimension Mm. (coughs) that's kobe yeah it's and I didn't know about that race until you were kind of describing it at the beginning of the game. And it was like immediately got my I, wheels turning. I was just I, like, oh, man, the cool stuff you could do with that. I said Halaster, which is not the actual name of <laughs> what the species is. <laughs> I said it a few just, times. Just make it up. I was, was going to give you a just let it <laughs> what, go. What is it? The Kalistar? <laughs> I was just reading about Halaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, sure, that's my excuse. Was is it Kalistar? I'm gonna edit all this later. You, oh, I yeah, see. I, I can I see your Kalistar, but I haven't yeah. heard anybody say it. But you guys, so I don't know. Cal, Cal, I think it is. It does start with a K. But you call it what you want. I mean, these are you know weird times, so <laughs> the rules don't apply anymore. A Holaster, a Holaster cleric, like that sounds kind of even more badass. <laughs> Kalashtar is the name. Kalashtar. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to edit this in later. I'm going to say it a few times. If, Kalishtar. If you say so. Kalishtar. I played a Kalishtar. Okay, now I can take all this that I just said. I'm going to edit in earlier. <laughs> you can you can make anything real. It's magic. <laughs> it is. It's all about the smoke and mirrors. So, yeah, Kalishtar are the ones that um, they are psychics. They can read your mind, and mm. they can uh, project their thoughts into your mind. Uh, really so cool. They can talk to you. Uh, yeah, very cool to have. Psionics used to be a class in like advanced Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, psionicists I don't think have made their way fully in here yet. But a uh, Kalashar sounds pretty close. Are yeah. there psionics anywhere else in D anD? D. There are. Yeah, some monsters have those powers, I think. Yeah. Uh, but as far as playable races, and I could be wrong here because I'm a little bit behind on my reading, but I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't it, think so either. It, it, it may have come about on, on what, maybe one of the supplements, but I know like, like in D&D, I mean, it was a supplement, uh, a, a fighting technique, and it was an ability that you could take. Um, but I think like the Mind Flayers had it. Yes. Yeah. Psionic yeah. Psionic attacks. I remember it being kind of a mixed bag as far as people liking it or not liking it with the, yeah, you know, back in the nineties, because it was this whole sci-fi mutant thrown into the D and D world. And I don't think there was, I think some people loved it and other people hated it. But I think these days the dungeons and dragons is just so broad and so open to whatever you can imagine that I think it fits fine. Now I'm surprised they haven't brought it back in a, in a big way. Yeah, I think so too. I think this Eberron world reminds me very much of uh, I think it was was it first or maybe second edition AD and D where they came out with the uh, the spelljammer. I got yes. sitting on the shelf over here. So 
yeah, with the flying and ships and everything. Yeah, and, and traveling lots some of planets. mind players. Yeah. Yeah. Some really cool stuff. And it, and D and D is still is in the best place it's ever been. It just seems to be getting better and better all the time. I, the only people I hear complaining about it are somehow also racist. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't know why. I don't. Except that, like, okay, I'll, I'll have a conversation with them. Oh, you're a purist. You don't like that the way the game's changed. Okay, and then the conversation goes. Oh, well, you know, people are saying that Drow are blue now. Why is that a bad thing? Well, I'll tell you why it's a bad thing. And they pull their Dixie flag out of their back pocket and. <laughs> what? Oh wow yeah i know i don't expect it to go that way but it went that way <laughs> dude they're they're magical elves they can be any color relax for matter. a minute it doesn't yeah. matter it's 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 a fun fantasy game and it's great that people are passionate about it but maybe don't be passionate about that thing at the same time as you're passionate about this thing you know, keep yeah. Let yeah, that be we're, separate. We're, just remember, at the end of it all, it's just a game. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, wow. I'm not saying that everybody who's not into D&D right now is also some kind of um, white hood-wearing person. <laughs> <laughs> a that wizard? would be a bro- that would be a broad accusation, sir. Yeah. It would be. Uh, that'd be a some, bit some, too some much. Type of wizard? What? <laughs> what? <kind> of <laughs> yeah, that's it. A, like a grand wizard. Oh, oh. very good. Maybe they were playing D anD D the whole time. Like we. No, <laughs> never mind. Let's true, change the maybe. subject. I don't. I don't think I should talk about this anymore. No. <laughs> I think a, a, too easy to make a joke that be misunderstood. Uh, like just like all Matt's jokes that we weren't laughing at on Saturday. <laughs> I was immediately blocked by everybody else on Discord as soon as that thing was over. <laughs> nope, not that guy. So let's stop talking about our societal ills. Let's go back to playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, Gary Khan. <laughs> Gary Khan. So we're we're getting into these characters and learning how these characters play. And I definitely like I just kind of overnight because we just decided what we were going to play like the day before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah. Well, we didn't, we, didn't have, we didn't have a chance to build these characters. They were pre-generated yes. just yeah. for this adventure, right? Right. So it had. You go ahead. And it, oh, and and at first when we had signed up for this, we thought, oh great, we got in. There's going to be the three of us. We were hoping uh, Nicholas could join too. So uh, you know there was that option as well. And then. Uh, we got uh, we didn't we get an email then after we signed up going hey guys uh yeah you're going to have to bring a character from these other adventures because i guess this is like the second portion of this ongoing storyline for adventurers league and uh, it's like yeah so you should have a character built up to 5th level well we had none of that nope. so uh <laughs> and then and then we contacted them and we're like man sorry i don't I don't think we're going to be able to do it, so we're going to have to drop out. And then we got a very happy reply email saying, "Oh, hey, we got some pre-gens you can you can use." So fantastic! Yeah, I was yeah. so relieved. Yeah, uh, that really saved the day. Yeah. Uh, but then we get in there, and the very first thing that happened, he he gives us this amazing rundown of what Eberron is, talking about what mm-hmm. this amazing fantasy realm is like. And then giving us a bit of a recap that we're looking for this crystal skull. Uh, and then 
uh, we did a separate little mini adventure with different pre-gen characters uh, that we all had to dive into together. And there were five of us playing, five five yeah. player characters and, and the one DM. So what was yeah, that yeah. like? It was like a one hour <clears throat> just like backstory where we just used, they weren't even really characters. They were like NPCs, stat blocks. Like we all had a, like I had a barbarian NPC and then you yeah. guys had I think I was a barbarian like that, too. Right? Yep, I had yeah, a, barbarian a barbarian warforged. Yeah, yeah, I had a, a very blue drow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was blue. Yeah, he was blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was good. It was fun. Uh, yep. Uh, so we, the the idea was, yeah, the clock's ticking. You have exactly an hour real time to get in here and solve this short little dungeon and get out with the, uh, the crystal skull. So I remember yeah, we, how'd, how'd, that, how'd that go? We walked around the first corner. <laughs> we walked around the first corner, and he's doing the roll twenty map, and so we're all getting the screen share of the map, and he's uh, shines a light into this room. I feel very good about my D&D instincts. He's showing us the room, and he says, uh, you see this room ahead of you? And the map is checkered floors, like like a chessboard. <laughs> and, and I hit my push to talk. I don't know if anybody heard me. I hit my push to talk and said, never trust a checkered floor. <laughs> so, so, and, and then what happens? <laughs> and then somebody, was it you, Matt? That was me. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and you're just like, okay, and walk right into the room, and then what happened? <laughs> I think. I think. So the other part of that too is we. He made it very clear, like, look, you have an hour. We're going to do yes. this for exactly one hour. Whatever happens, happens. And I think what I said was like, hey, does anybody? I was a barbarian, right? Like, I wouldn't know how to check for traps or do anything like that. And I kind of said, all right, I'm in the front. I'm a barbarian. I'm a tank. Um, yeah. Hey, does somebody want to check for traps? And then it was silence or people didn't know how to use their push to talk whichever you never yeah. you didn't hear me say never trust a checkered floor no we did we did but i think you were having trouble operating your push to talk and i don't think you pushed it in time so all we heard oh. was trust a checkered floor oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. it's your fault so, it's my yeah, fault it's totally, totally, your fault. totally my fault so you got uh, you weren't down or anything like that. You were, but you were hit with what? Yeah, they, a, a scythe came out of the ceiling and took about a third of my hit points right, right in the very first, uh, <laughs> first. first one turn. <laughs> yes, and then there was this like. Thankfully, it didn't come up, but there was this like layer of liquid on the floor too that had an elemental smell to it. So like yeah. the floor was flammable. <laughs> thankfully, someone had used a magic uh, uh, spell light spell instead of us lighting a bunch of torches and then getting knocked down by sides <laughs> that could have been a really interesting room yep and now, and let me uh, say as we're going through this spoilers uh because we did play through uh it was adventures league ddal eb 5 so if you're planning on running that scenario or uh, anytime in the near future we are talking through this entire middle section of the Adventures League Eberron which, adventure. Which it is, it is the current season right now, so people that are doing Adventures League may actually run up against that, even though it's pretty mm -hmm. specific. 
Yes. Yeah. So, so spoiler alert: if you are an Adventure League player, uh, don't trust the checkered floor, or trust it. <laughs> trust it. Trust, trust it. Always click, trust click, it. Click, click, click. Trust checkered floor. There's nothing. Gonna, there's nothing that's going to happen but good results. Click, click, mm-hmm. click. Trust the checkered floor. <laughs> that's all we heard, man. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you shouldn't have that space bar as your push attack button. Awesome. Uh, so we we belly crawl underneath these sides to get to the next room, which is across the room. There's the. Uh, skull we're looking for up on this altar and on the floor there's this big circle of a like a serpent or a dragon eating its own tail on the floor mm-hmm. and having already come through the one trap room i decided because i was the other tank i would go first and i just like walked off on the side to avoid stepping on the serpent and i don't think i ever said i look around the room i did not do any looking around the room i just started walking <laughs> into it oh, and, and how did that work out I was almost killed right away uh, <laughs> uh, because we were attacked by three displacer beasts. Mm. Nasty, nasty things. Those uh, those creatures. <laughs> what what makes them so nasty, Matt? Well, they're like the the cannon behind them is they're basically um, shifting between planes all the time, so they're extremely hard to hit. Yep. Because they're literally like sort of dipping out of existence all the time, right? Yep. So I think that I don't remember how the mechanic works. You can hit them right after they've acted, but not before they've acted in the initiative order. Right. Something along those lines. So if if they get to go first, you're um you're okay. But if they're going last, you might not get a chance to hit them at all. It's kind of counterintuitive. Um yeah, I, I could be wrong about that. They, they have a long reach, you know. They have like yep. ten foot reach, so they, and there was three of them in this small room, so you really couldn't move too much without getting. No, yeah, you, you know, had to move in. Yeah, and so I was up against two of them right away, and I know that Matt, you were jumping in there and trying to take some of the the hits, and we were all running back and forth trying to take care of these things. I was I was down from seventy six hit points to thirteen hit points just fighting those two displacer beasts and. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was an ugly encounter, and somebody it had to do when we finally got rid of those. Somebody had to do a an Indiana Jones to take the crystal skull and replace it with another satchel full of comparable weight, which I think worked. But then we were attacked by another group of people that also wanted the skull, and then we had a TPK. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. Dead. <laughs> Total pretty yep. kill. Yep, yep. We, yep, we were pretty much done from the uh, from the displacer beasts, and so yeah, any any fighting after that and was just over. And yeah, and the, right. horde, and the horde of undead that, that followed the woman in. <laughs> yes, okay, I forgot her name. Um, you know, I thought I was going through it and saying like, yeah, it's tough, but I don't think we did anything that wrong, aside uh, from me just stepping into a trap, which was dumb. But, but yeah, no, 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 you know. But the guy, uh, the the dungeon master, at the end of the thing said, like, okay, you guys did really well. Note to the admin, we need to tone this encounter back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I made me feel a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think if we, if we had been a well-oiled group who knew what everybody else could do, like we knew our own characters and each other's characters, but we were all, we didn't even know each other everybody in the group, let alone knowing each other's characters, we could have right. 
you know, we could have optimized combat. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. I mean, we were just oh. given those characters, too. So it was like, yeah. oh, here you go. Oh, oh, what do I have? Oh, okay. All right, they here we were, go. They were not full characters, either. They were NPCs, right? Like, yes. Yeah. With one or two possible things you can do. It's not like you have a whole spell list to go through or yeah. a whole bunch of class abilities to use. Right. So it was fun. It provided a little backstory that needed to be uh, told. You know? Yeah. yeah. Super challenging. Super challenging. Very, uh, very, um, um, you know, lots of uh, tactical decisions, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of spacing and everything like that. So that part of it was, was a lot of fun. Yes. So then we go from there and we go into the other characters that we were given. And we're... Um, we have a magic item that we have to take to the wizard school to get this magic item identified, and we meet this guy that'll do it, but he wants something in return. You remember what he wanted, Mark? Yeah, I do. Uh, he was uh, just happened to be enamored with this half-orc. We were at a university, okay? So uh, uh, this professor was enamored with this uh, uh, half-orc character that's on campus, and uh, what we had to do was we had a had to help him with his date. <laughs> and this was, uh, and he made it very clear up front that we weren't to use, <clears throat> we weren't to use any kind of magic to mm-hmm. uh, trick her or put any kind of spell on her. Uh, right. Not what he wanted. He right. just was not charismatic and he wanted some help being a more charming person, a better person to date. Yep. Yeah, he yep. wanted a little, uh, a little live advice, little reality show style yep. dating yeah. thing, where, where some comedian screaming stuff in your ear while you're trying to uh, <laughs> impress yeah. your date. <laughs> if you're familiar with Cyrano de Bergerac, that's exactly what we were doing here. That's right. This is so to bring it back into focus. If you're not playing a D and D player and you're like, "What's D and D like?" This is not what you would think of as the typical D and D, but this is usually what D and D ends up being. <laughs> you go you get into D and D thinking, I'm gonna kill some orcs and I'm gonna slay a dragon. Nope, I'm gonna hide in a restaurant and whisper to a guy on how to be uh more charming on a date. Yeah. Which is what we end up doing for the next hour of the game. <laughs> Matt, you told the joke. What was your joke? Oh, the joke that we told? The, yeah, that your your joke. Oh yeah. <laughs> So I'm in class the other day, and the professor teaches us how to make holy water. Turns out you just boil the hell out of it. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Try the roast beef. Tip your waitress. <laughs> I'm not sure if that joke gave, gave us a uh, disadvantage on the rest of our skill checks for the evening, but... Probably should I, have. Exactly what I talk about. I just heard like a slow, nervous chuckle from the dungeon master. <laughs> I was like, "Oh boy!" That was definitely one where I laughed, but didn't hit the push to talk. Uh, yeah, yeah, it went over well, though. It, it did. It did. I, I think we did. Uh, uh, we we held that spot of the challenge. We definitely did. We did. So, I yeah, think we yeah. did. We we did a good job of coaching this guy through his awkward date. We got some yep. flowers for him. We had him you know, trying to order a meal she likes. He didn't get the right wine that she wanted, no. but that was the only spot. No, but at least it was wine. Down. At least it was wine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then from there, 
we now have uh, another challenge. We go into the school. And what were we trying to find the school? Do you guys remember? We had to get to uh, into the library. We had to get to the uh, um, like a Sphinx or not, something. Not the, yeah, I'm trying to trying to think of the Flame Wind. She she was called the Flame, the flame Wind, which wind. is a kind of oracle that we were going to mm-hmm. see, right? Yep, yep. So we're sneaking into the library, and we're attacked by sky pirates. <laughs> Break through the ceiling as we're all sneaking through the library. Which, by the way fucking awesome how cool yeah. is that yeah <laughs> we're sneak after going on this weird like okay we had a tpk and then the next section the Cyrano de bergerac date which <laughs> like any we go on this sitcom date and which was still really cool i really was glad that we got to do that that was fun yeah uh, was not to fun. say it wasn't fun but i'm thinking like okay, this is the way the adventure is going we're sneaking through the library now. It's probably going to be another l- bunch of skill checks to like sneak through the library. Boom! Ceiling cracks open. Sky pirates drop in. Well, and, and not just a sky pirate. Nope. What made him special? Well, what was who was who was the uh, leader of the group? Do you guys remember? The Rakshasa. Yeah. Well, nasty, nasty bit. Yes. The if you don't know a Rakshasa is a half man half tiger uh with nasty like magic resistance Mm -hmm. uh really uh magic uh, i think it was like spell resistant and took half damage on anything that wasn't a magical attack yep but also like not not your typical caster like very much focused on melee right yeah yeah not afraid to wait in there and just drop big critical hits on certain people <laughs> <laughs> certain people yep yep <laughs> yeah i got i got hit with that um rickshasa once for who crit me and i think and i was feeling pretty good because i hadn't taken too much damage i had a bunch i had my shields up from being artificer so i had like some temporary hit points and i was like i feel like i could last a few more rounds worst case and then you all right that's a critical hit Add martial prowess to that critical hit. Um, yeah. That'll be sixty-four damage. <laughs> Shot. I'm like, all right. Well, my max is like, yeah, forty-five, and then I had temporary. I was like, all right. That was that was a one shot if there ever was one. Yeah, there we go. I didn't even get a second hit in. Nope. <laughs> I uh, playing the cleric. My original thought going into the encounter was, I'm just going to hang back and heal people. Uh, because I hadn't really cl- played a cleric before. That was my first time. That's why I wanted to do it. I wanted to like try something new. And then he mentioned the, uh, uh, what is it called, Matt? Spirit? Spirit Guardians. Yeah, Spirit, Spirit Guardians. Yep. The, bl- the blender. Yeah, and it was his, the Dungeon Master's idea. Sure you don't want to use those Spirit Guardians? I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, yes, I do. So I turned well, this on. Yeah, our DM was very, very versed. He, he plays a cleric, I guess, a lot. So, uh, yeah. you know, so he was versed in it. So he was very kind in telling me to yep. turn on the spirit guardians. And then mm-hmm. he sicked every character on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, well, it, I think, you know, tactically in that tactically. fight, like, we were probably in the worst possible position. Because the, the Sky Pirates, it was a round room, and the Sky Pirates came down around the entire perimeter of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were trapped. We were all 
you're bunched up in the middle and yeah. they all went first and just like whoop, you know it's classic like roman maneuvers right we're all oh, just yeah. like uh what the battle of the bastards in game of thrones right <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> Um, we're all just caught in the middle. Nobody can get out of there. The casters are just stuck in melee and the, the melee people can't move at all. So, um, that, 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 I mean, that I definitely missed that part of it. With us playing so much theater of the mind and curse of Strahd is just like that tactical movement part of stuff I hadn't done in a while. And so that was, uh, that was the juiciest bit of the day for me, just, uh, mm, in terms yeah. of scratching an itch. You know? Yes. It's actually, yeah, have some tactical combat and like a five feet of movement is important. And who, oh, yeah. who are you next to when you move and um, being able to, yeah, know what you want to do and optimizing your actions for a turn. It was good. And you, that's when you, Matt, brought out your, your little cannon. <laughs> Which I, I wasn't expecting to use this feature of it that was not it was on top of my list of cool things because this little cannon that you build it's like yeah you can shoot force beams out of it or you can shoot like a flamethrower out of it i'm like yeah and then there's this one or you can you know just have temporary hit points for everybody and i'm like boo we got a cleric what do we do that for right um but then you know what two people went down in the first round i was like maybe we should just heal people every (laughs) round (laughs) Yes. So, nice move. Yeah, it was a good move. <laughs> that that was that was it, it, that I want to immediately build one of those from scratch and find an Eberron campaign and play it all the way for like twenty levels. <laughs> like, I'm so <laughs> sold on the class right now. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it does look like a lot of fun. Mark, what did you think of yours? Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, well, I'm just playing a, a, a standard rogue character, thief. Uh, uh, but the changeling was fun. Didn't really get a chance to uh, utilize his uh, racial traits, uh, but uh, but it was fun. You know, I don't I haven't played a rogue in a good good long time. I don't think since second edition. Uh, so uh, yeah, it was fun, and uh, I was like uh, getting that sneak attack in, which uh, which was great because yeah. I was stuck on the on the stairwell when those sky pirates came in. I just I ran up the stairwell try to get a little higher ground and uh, just was circling around, just trying to pick people off. So that uh, sneak attack came in handy. That's fun. You can't go wrong with a rogue. Just a little oh, yeah. bag of oh. bag of damage. Still still my favorite. I mean, you just can't go wrong with chocolate. You know? <laughs> just <the laughs> it's true. Flavor, man. I love a rogue. Oh, God. It's so good. If you've never played D&D and you're thinking about playing D&D, a fighter is a great place to start because it's just mm-hmm. the the basics of what you would think about combat wise but a rogue a rogue is really a great place to start too not too complicated you get to do a ton of damage and you can get out of a fight if you want to get out of a fight yeah get those yeah. bonus actions yes yeah rogues yeah i would i would even add to that i think um i was reading a tweet from uh one of the one of the main guys at Wizards of the Coast, and uh, they were like, "What do you, what do you regret, you know, about the uh, original design of Fifth Edition?" And they were like, "A well-run rogue is very broken." <laughs> that, <laughs> that was their comment. It's like really, really tough to pin that character down. Yes. Uh, so we did. I I know my character went down twice. I don't know how many times mm-hmm. yours went down, Matt. Um, yeah, a couple one, probably. One of the other characters, their character went down at least once. 
but we ended up winning that fight. And then we move on to the, the final moment where we get to meet this oracle, the sacred yep. flame, I think you said. Uh, the flame. The it. flame wind. The flame, flame wind. wind. Yep, yep. That's it. So uh, they, flame wind picked two people at random that uh, she wanted to have duel for her pleasure. Who'd she pick, Mark? <laughs> uh, well, she picked Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Adam. And me. Know. We got yeah. to duel. Yeah. And so before you guys say anything else, I'd like the audience, if they're still with us here, to just internally make a bet. If you're talking about a one-on-one fight between a cleric and a rogue, given everything we just said, who would you guess would win? And now that you got that in your mind, tell us what happened, guys. <laughs> Oh man, the cleric crushed. <laughs> it was not, rogue. Not, like, not even, no offense, Mark, but not even yeah. close. Not yeah, even. Not, I never not, got not, wounded. Not close. Yep. I think. Yeah, I don't think I took a wound in the fight because the, that uh, cleric. All I did yeah, was I, lay down two spells. Yeah. And yeah, and he's got shield and chainmail. And so you had to yep. get an eighteen to hit him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, cu- I couldn't roll an eighteen to save my life. Yeah, with two attacks. Yeah, and, and that was it. It was like two rounds of combat. Yeah. Dink, dink, and then you you put on the blender of uh, spirit guardians again. Yep. Thanks, and then was... DM. You would never would have used that spell. Nope, on me I never, if you didn't know I never about even would have prepared it. <laughs> I was thinking but, uh, I was going to prepare a bunch of buff stuff and a bunch of heals, and, yeah. and thinking I was just going to stay in the back and do that. But no, he put yeah. me, he said no. You're front and center. This is what you're doing. pretty good, and uh, yeah, I, I didn't know how I could get a sneak attack in. You know, it wasn't going to happen. So yeah, you didn't get well, like extra gain advantage on on you somehow. But uh, yeah, and, and we should say too, you weren't like some weird cleric build. You were like a right no. down the middle cleric of light, just straight ahead. Healer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and this is one of the things the DM said afterwards that a cleric done right is just yeah, tons of mm-hmm. like a like a just a tank. Just exactly yep. that, like a, a yep. tank full of weapons that just like stands there with the weapons firing in all directions, and they're really hard to hit. Yep. And the cleric spell list is is definitely the best spell list in the game. You I think, think so. It's I I mean yeah, I haven't played clerics and wizards now. Yeah, <laughs> the cleric spells are awesome. Um, you know, so I, yeah, I'm I'm all in on. On playing a cleric now, so I need I need two full campaigns. You guys get started. <laughs> one, one for my well, arcane trickster, one for my cleric. You know what? Done. Uh, that's this time of year. Like with what we're going through right now, challenge accepted. You know, let's do it. Let's have a different campaign every night of the week. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think one of my main goals in this is to play as much Dungeons and Dragons as I want to play when I'm shutting the house, but also stay married. Like, <laughs> having to do. The, there is a challenge there. I think tomorrow night, Haley and I are going to do uh, our own version of a drive-in movie. We're going to set up the video projector outside and just sit. Awesome. Yeah, sit in the dark, watch movies, have some snacks. You know? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, it'll be a fun night. I've got like the little video projector. I just hang a sheet on the wall in the yard, and yeah, I'm gonna set that up, and we're gonna do that. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. You should. Uh, I mean, you should set up little like designated seating zones, so in case the neighbors come out, be like, "Yeah, you can 
you can totally join us from six and a half feet away. There's yeah, a spot yeah. right there for you. It's like, great. please, it's <laughs> great your chairs and uh, well, hi, wave over there. It sounds great. <laughs> I'll, I'll get the old football field spray paint wheelie thing and just <laughs> spray yeah. paint out sections, seating sections. Exactly. <laughs> Mark, what are you doing outside of, uh, outside of work in the near future? Uh, don't know yet. But that's yet to be seen. Ho- hopefully, uh, well, uh, right now I'd like to read up on the Star Wars game. I'd like to get yes. a little more familiar with the gameplay of it. Uh, I know uh, Killian, my son, he's uh, going to be joining. So uh, got to sit down and build a character with him. He's he's getting his ideas ready. He's going to be building a Wookiee. So I think that's going to be really cool to add to the party. Yes. And then uh, I'd like to get back to my painting table. So uh, I actually had about uh, a few minutes uh, yesterday uh, late when I got home, and I felt like just coming on in here and doing a little painting. So uh, did a little uh, uh, basing of uh, my hero for our upcoming, hopefully, 500-point uh, uh, game that we're going to be playing, or campaign. Awesome. Yes, I'm. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to finally be able to get that to play that campaign. But we might be looking at May. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were planning on starting that like a month ago, and now it's just kind yeah. of further and further away. To yeah, it's it's so, crazy. So I'm just going to focus on that. Just focus building that army. So cool. So it'll all be ready. Yep, yep. So those are some of my plans. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to keep printing stuff and building stuff and that's my my hobby goal for right now but oh what i was going to say mark when it yep. comes to killian's character if he does lay down stuff because scouts can get really good pilot skill i don't yeah. mind if he takes my seat in the cloud car really it'd be really okay. like i don't know what he wants to do i'm not trying to steer him in any direction right but right. um but i as players i really get a kick out of the idea of the two of you flying a cloud car together yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. We'll see how it goes. I'll sit down with him here a little later on uh, during the week, and uh, um, yeah, we'll start fleshing that out. We'll we'll see what direction he wants to go. Awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. What about you, Matt? What are you gonna get into later on this week? I think I think I've decided um, I want to take a little bit of a break from D and D because I spent so much time in it, and I I want to learn at least one or two new uh, RPG systems that I okay. haven't picked up before. Um, so I'm thinking I might pick up. Um, I, I definitely want to focus on Call of Cthulhu, like we talked about. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I'm thinking about diving into Shadowrun. I've heard a lot of stuff about oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really, really cool. Um, you know, but but I, I definitely want to get away from from watching stuff on the screen. I am maxed out. I think on watching <laughs> Netflix Hulu and stuff, I, have, I and it's all been really good stuff. There's been a couple of seasons of stuff that I've watched that I just never would have got a chance to catch up on otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, that that I'm so glad I got to enjoy. But I want to like read a book, <laughs> I want to yes. sit down with something tactile and a cup yeah. of coffee or beer and just like let me just read something, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. not the news. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's not yeah. the news. Yeah, yeah. yeah. turn off the phone. Put away, like turn yeah. off the notifications, like just, just disconnect, dive in, get a little sketch pad off to the sides, just start, yeah, you know, finding finding new ways to be creative and get the juices flowing. Awesome! Now's yeah. the time. Unplug. Yes, definitely. Great time to just completely separate from it because this is what we're doing right now. We just got to weather the storm. 
Yep. There, there literally isn't, you know, other than being charitable and giving your money away when you can and how it's smart. The, the, what you can do is stay home. Yes. If you can do it. Like, yeah, and, and that's that, it. Just do it. But, but do it consistently and don't give up on it because it's, it's, it's harder than it seems, right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like it. And then I'm like, oh. I, I miss one thing, you know, like I miss like, oh, I'm running low on soda. Oh, I'm running low on dish soap. It's just these like mm-hmm. these things that I I'm used to just being able to go get whenever and realizing mm-hmm. I, I better just put some water in that dish soap bottle until, you yeah. know, <laughs> <laughs> it better make it last. I got Yeah, mm-hmm. I got to make that stretch at least, you know, try and hit those like milestones, at least stay out of the mix for a week or two weeks. Yeah, if you can. Since it's got that gestation period, you know, and I, Haley and I both have bad allergies. It's so hard to tell an allergy from, you know, is this the beginning of, of being sick? Cause I'm the same way. As soon as the sun goes down, my nose just clogs. Yep. Yep. Um, And we are, we are in uh, the pollinating is what I call this time of year (laughs) uh, down here in Florida. Yeah. But the pollinating. And uh, yeah, and I, I saw I saw a news article too. It's, it came across my feed, but I think it was uh, it was entitled uh, uh, like something like "Let's play a game." Uh, is uh, do I have a uh, corona or is it just anxiety? You know, so <laughs> I think a lot of people a lot of people are experiencing that right now. Oh man, what a just a crazy time we're living through right now. Well, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, if there is anybody out there listening to this, let's say for podcast your confidence assume someone's listening yeah. uh but you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> we talked about this a little bit the other night but like oh my gosh thank you to everybody and anybody who's producing content right now because like we need it we need stuff yeah, yeah to if, occupy <laughs> and if you just want to have a voice on in the background you know we're we're here. We're gonna do this, and we're gonna keep doing more of this, and have more to talk about. So, uh, if you have stuff that you want us to talk about, let us know. And I hope everybody out there listening that you're you're doing well, and you're taking care of yourself. You're washing your hands. You're not touching your face. You're social distancing. Do all these important things. Take care of yourselves and your family. Absolutely, do it. So, uh, what do people say when? Uh, what are the orcs? say when they've just finished their virtual game at Gary Con. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> Mark with low, like yeah, way with God. I like that. I kind of, I, I regret even participating. Mark was so cool. <laughs> A lot of rage in there. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> this has been an episode of Warlando. I am Adam. You can reach me as Orlando77 on Twitter or just Orlando on Instagram. You can reach Mark on Twitter and Instagram with the handle of Orlando Mark. You can reach Nicholas on Twitter and Instagram with the handle of Orlando Nick. Please leave comments. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If you want to support the show, go to the show notes and follow the link to Teespring and buy a t-shirt or to Ko-Fi and buy us a coffee or better yet, buy us a beer. And thank you very much for listening. <laughs>